and I'm going to turn it over to another great woman here. I get some insights on the news and particularly what we're hearing from Jay Powell. Danielle DiMartino Booth, CEO and Chief Strategist for Quill Intelligence, is with us. So glad you are here. Um, look, everybody's hanging on every word, but we know Jay Powell's also just waiting for CPI and BPI, right? He is, and he's waiting to see what's going to happen with the payroll report on Friday as well. Yeah. Are we going to have another really hot month like we did in January? Are we going to see rising used car prices flow into that CPI and, and give us upside and more heat there? And if that's the case, you know, are we going to see a half of a percentage point hike come May 20, March 22nd. It's just a heartbeat away. Well, listen, after what we saw from, we had the Senate Banking Committee, right? Now he's talking to the House Financial Services Committee. And um, after that first speech, what used to be known as Humphrey Hawkins, we saw the probability of 50 basis points mm -hmm. jump big time. Yep, it went, it, it went up to like 64%. Yeah, why did that happen? And by the way, we don't actually see that raise unless it's over 60%, right? So That's absolutely correct. Right? So now we got it. We do, and it's because he opened the door. He said that he might find it appropriate to see larger rate increases than we'd anticipated. And I think something that is probably making market participants so nervous is that we've only got a few hours after non-farm payrolls are reported on Friday morning before the Fed goes into blackout ahead of this FOMC right. meeting. So, you know, we're going to go into an information vacuum even through the CPI report on Tuesday. Yeah, that'll be really interesting. I mean, we're you and I were both listening to the testimony today. A lot of other things on the, you know, conversation mm -hmm. list from the the debt limit to how regional banks will be judged, cryptocurrency, mm -hmm. um, wiring money when you are buying a home. Make sure that that goes from point A to point B the way it's supposed to. There was a lot of other things that were on tap. What jumped out at you? So, you know, it's interesting because some of the things that have been, some of the issues that have been raised today speak to the Fed's practical role in the financial yeah, system. Yeah. People forget that it's just not a, a body of individuals who decides where interest rates should be set. The Fed has a lot of other, after nine years on the inside, I should know. Um, but I think the most pertinent thing for market participants to pay attention to is this discussion around the debt limit. Mm -hmm. Because we are in a period where Chair Powell, pulled, you know, he pointed out, we're not going to know until we see income tax receipts, until Americans write those checks. We're not really going to know how much money the U.S. government has to operate. Once we do, we'll have a better idea of when the money's going to run out. And we know that this negotiation is going to come down to the wire. The Federal Reserve can theoretically do something to mitigate stress and nervousness in the market, but Powell has indicated in the past he has no intention of doing so. So. As we, I want to, I want to hit you up for all the ideas here. First of all, um, the first meeting March 22nd. Then we have May and June. Mm -hmm. What do you think is most likely, and what do you think the Fed should be doing? So I think, um, I think the greatest risk, if if we get these two big reports out hotter than expected, I think then you go to saying, okay, it could be 50 basis points on on the 22nd, and therefore, do we not stop until the Fed gets to six percent? And yeah, I think that that's really, that. then, then we go back to talking about the terminal rate and where the Fed is going to stop. And yeah. you know, that pushes us into the summertime while the Fed continues to roll off treasuries from its balance sheet, which is a dual form of tightening. The quantity, that's why they call it quantitative tightening. So every moment that the Fed is still in a rate hiking mode, you've got that other liquidity coming out of the financial system. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, in the meantime, there's other things at play here. I mean, you have a possible looming recession, mm -hmm. right? How likely is that? 
Uh, you know, I think one of the reasons that markets got nervous this morning is right before his testimony began, yeah. we got the jolts data out, the job openings data. Yeah. Right. It's in defiance of Indeed.com. It's in defiance of Lightcast, which puts out weekly reads on job postings. Right. It's in defiance of what human resource executives are telling us during this last past earnings season. And yet, we know that Powell pays attention to it, so the market got nervous. We actually saw the ADP, yield curve inversion, yeah. and ADP was hotter yep. than what was expected yep. to, led by large companies. They've got pricing power in this environment. You actually saw a deeply negative print for small companies who cannot compete in this wage environment. Right. So you know, there's a lot of cross currents going on, a lot of different messages about where this economy is headed, but Jay Powell tells you exactly what he's looking at. And if he's looking at jolts and it's hotter than expected, or, or headline yeah. payrolls, or the 1969 low in the unemployment rate, or the hotter than expected consumer price index at the headline, if that's what he's following, that's what market participants yeah. also have to follow. I do want to get to taxes, but just on the unemployment um, picture, at this point, we have, you know, we had a very hot print, 517,000 mm -hmm. jobs last month. It's certainly looking like, you know, we still have a very strong, tight labor market. That being said, you know, we have taxes that are looming. They're talking about more taxes. You mentioned small business, and that made me think about what's being put on the table right now and taxing those for to support Medicare oh yes um, or Medicaid one of, one of the two and the point is that um, you know there's been a lot of question about how that should be done and those taxes and if people are going to lose their jobs we're facing a recession their home prices came down if they have credit card debt it's higher uh, because they're paying more they're digging into their savings and mm -hmm. hey you own a small business uh, you know we're going to tax you more too you know, and, and it's, 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 quite, it's quite the tragedy because if you follow the day-to-day, -day, you're seeing 10 businesses closing every single day in America. Mm. And those are small businesses throwing up their hands and saying, we, we cannot handle this level of operating expense. Also in 2022, we had these employ, right. employee ERC, employee retention credits. So a lot of small businesses were getting these huge tax refunds yeah. a year ago. That's not being repeated. Right, so right. we are seeing stress crop up in other areas of the economy, and the hope would be that, that Jay Powell would be a little bit more nuanced in how he's perceiving other areas of yeah. economic data. I really need to pick your brain. We've got to go, but what do you tell the kids? Is it save your money? Is oh. it when you think about the economy, the future of the U.S.? What do you tell them? I mean, you know, the first thing I thought yesterday when I said, my gosh, it could be 50 basis points, it's the kids are going to make more compound interest. And so for the first time in a generation, we can actually teach younger kids about what, how compound interest works sure. because they can see it north of 5%. Yeah, yeah. I, I got hit up for a CD, a three-month CD. There you go. This morning. <laughs> Danielle DiMartino, Booth CEO and Chief Strategist for Quill Intelligence. I'm so glad you were with us here today at an important time. Thank you, Danielle.